Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Hello and welcome from me, Gary Vasey, to this edition of CTRM Radio, an ad hoc podcast from Commodity Technology Advisory, LLC, the leading analysts in the commodity trading and risk management software space. CTRM Radio is kindly sponsored by Enuit, an award-winning provider of CTRM and commodity management solutions worldwide and hosted by CTRM Center for everything CTRM. Well, ESG is an abbreviation that you seemingly cannot avoid these days. With the energy transition taking place in Europe, a renewed focus on carbon in the USA, and talk of activist investors all around, it seems that carbon, sustainability and environment generally are going to have a large impact on commodity trading and supply chains. Earlier this year, CTRM Radio took a look at climate, carbon and CTRM software. And in doing the research for that podcast, I came across an initiative featuring three firms that was focused on helping companies think through, benchmark and audit their carbon footprints and more besides, not just generally, but for specific transactions as well. The initiative would allow commodity companies to ensure compliance with regulations around maritime sanctions and vessels, compute the carbon footprint of a transaction through the supply chain and check on the operations of the supplier in terms of deforestation, sustainability and much more. Anxious to find out more, I started out by talking with Simon Ring, Global Head of Maritime Trade and Technologies and ESG at Polestar to learn more. So Polestar is a technology company in essence. but is is very maritime trade centric in nearly everything that it does. It's been around for circa 20 years. It currently provides technology solutions to about uh, uh, 1200 shipping groups around the world, 100 different countries. It runs the data centers for the majority of the maritime flag administrations around the world, including all of the majors like Panama, Liberia, Marshall Islands, US Coast Guard, etc. And in my role, my remit for the last four or five years, we've been working around a solution called Purple Track. So Purple Track was in its infancy, in its, in its early years, was a, a reg tech, a regulatory technology solution. So this is the combination of the best in breed data providers and service provisions, along with our own technologies around uh, sanction screening and tracking uh, of vessels, which is something we're best in class at. We started very much in the banking sectors, working with the major commodity financing banks, building a, a single automated streamlined solution for maritime compliance. And this is a solution that allows uh, users to engineer their own risk parameters into the back end of the system and enables them to look at a multitude uh, of complex compliance queries in a single service solution, one, one single piece of technology that looks at the vessel's ownership, its management, their countries of origin, domicile and control. It looks at ship movement history, port state control. It, it does a whole slew of things, mm-hmm. but it only needs one single data point of entry. So uh, that's the vessel's name or IMO number. And our users are able to grade their risk in terms of the results for themselves and generate all those reports, if you like, for, for shipping and, and vessels they're engaged with in, in around 10 or 15 seconds and recording all of that for audit purposes as well. Since we started with the, the major banks, the system 
then went into the major commodity traders where we, we work with most of the majors now, I think, in terms of, of this process. And following May 2020 in the, the, the US advisory, we have a multitude of flag administrations, the biggest one in the world, Panama, with about 8,500 8, ships using our, our, our sanctions and compliance tools uh, mm -hmm. to ensure that, that, that their fleets are that all the vet registered vessels are, uh, are, are compliant and doing all the things that they should be. Obviously, we're now engaging in other areas, bunker provisions, owners, operators, so the entire supply chains that are now kind of under the regulatory microscope, if you like, of, of certainly the US and the UK uh, regulators and many others as well. I think that's a, a snapshot of where we are as, 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 a, as a technology company in terms of the reg regulatory side of this. But we've been working extensively in two areas specifically. Yeah. for about the last 18 months or two years. One of those is the area around ESG in trade, and the other is around the automation of, of trade on platforms and some of the data matching solutions that will come very soon from those areas. Focusing on the first one, our alliance partnership with the TradeIX, the technology team that support and built the Marco Polo network, which has about plus major banks registered to it is a program where we'll be releasing what we call a payment commitment solution. So this is where our technologies and the data matching engines around Marco Polo work together really well. These solutions will enable owners, operators, charterers in the maritime industry to enjoy extended working capital programs around port disbursement account programs, around canal transits, both of them, around bunker provisions, where they're able now to extend working capital to 30, 60, 90, even 120 days which in current climate and even previous to the, the, the current financial climate was a major issue for, for many of the, the clients we work with. The other area that we're really excited about is our collaborations and alliance programs uh, around ESG and sustainable trade. So yeah. we've been working with two companies. Primarily the first one will be Carbon Chain. So Carbon Chain are a, a, a startup been around for a few years. They were the headline act at Y Combinator in Silicon Valley uh, last year. The combination of what they are able to do with around 80,000 vessels and the data sets they have, we see as a, a very complementary solution to our Purple Track solution. We would expect that regulations in terms of sanctions and financial crime risk and regulations that are thick and fast coming in terms of carbon will primarily be dealt with by the same group of people in the compliance area of, of trading institutions, banks and others. And what we're able to do with Carbon Chain is enable a solution now that can screen in that same format with single field of data entry points, screen vessels for their sanctions criteria, as I just described earlier, yeah. and secondly, their, their actual carbon ratings. And they can come in various different formats. We're testing with many customers now how that data needs to look. So whether it's the carbon the vessel emits per tonne per mile, whether it's how it fits, sits in its peer group, trajectories to the Poseidon principles or Sea Cargo Charter. So a lot of trajectories and deltas that we can provide. So we're, we're testing with customers now how that looks. And in the longer term, uh, another partner of ours is a, a company called Fasanda, who look at the soft commodity areas, so areas around uh, farming and agriculture. So they're very advanced technologies can look at fire, soil erosion, um, deforestation, a whole bunch of things. And what we're looking at building now is a combined solution 
that can give end-to-end -end transparency to the financing institutions or the traders and to have both of those solutions sit at the back end in terms of the hard and the soft commodity elements that, that, that fit into that remit. So these are things we're working on now. We've been working on them for a couple of years. They're getting close to uh, a level where they will be available commercially. Any idea when, when you expect to go out to market with this solution? Obviously, we build solutions for customers and clients and industry, but yeah, our remit at the moment is that the first piece that we will take to market is the, the shipping piece. So that's yeah. the sustainability and sanctions piece around the vessels themselves, transactions uh, around them. We expect to be able to launch that as a solution on our Purple Track platforms within the next two months, so not very long. And the other piece we're working on in the background, so we expect that to follow on very shortly after that so if i'm looking at getting myself a, a, a vessel for a particular set of tra you know movements transactions whatever i can use your software a to, to make sure that there's no sanction type issues with with the vessel etc cetera, etc cetera. and when it comes to the esg bit i'm getting like a, a potentially a, a peer review with other vessels or or some kind of rating on it carbon footprint can yes. that then be utilized from a trader's perspective? Are you trying to go so far as to, as a group, to look at the, the, the actual transaction from supply through to the final customer and, and figure out what the carbon footprint of that transaction was? That's, that's the goal. That is the goal. It sounds a, a very high task, but all of the collaborating partners we have have commercially available technology solutions. But the magic, yeah. we think, is putting them all together so that exactly as you say, you can get that end-to-end -end transparency uh, across the entire transaction from its origins right through to its destination. Do you see then allying yourselves with commodity management CTRM software vendors in the future where the logistics is being planned? Or do you see yourself as a, a separate thing that has to be integrated by the by the user yeah i think i think the way we're looking at it right now is we have you know several hundred a few hundred users mainstream commodity trading and the, the banks that finance them so they use our solutions anyway what we're what we're, we're trying to do here is is make it as simple and as easy to implement these these changes around esg as possible so for yeah. us the simplicity is that this is just another field of data that people can surface if, they, if it's required on the current API or UI that they use with, with us for Purple Track. Yeah. Given, that the, the, given that software is in the hands of chartering, operations, compliance, the right people, we think, then this addition makes that transition into what is uh, uh, this new world, which is coming very quickly, very yeah. easy and very deliverable and, and, and almost immediate Understood. but the key thing with with all this tech is really just to keep the workflow very simple what most of our major users enjoy our our technologies because you don't have to be an expert on on carbon or sanctions to use them you know it, yeah. it is a single field of data uh, that, that that the user would would enter wherever they are you know in in the international branch networks of, of the bank or the trading group but because the heads of financial crime and sanctions have engineered this solution in the back end to meet the risk parameters of that individual institution's processes. They're comfortable and sure that anyone in the world using that platform is getting results in line with their requirements. So it saves a huge amount of time. It saves a huge a huge amount. I mean, <laughs> regulation moves real quick. I think yeah. um, 
you know, we were told that there's an update in, finance, in, in terms of financial regulations every seven to 12 minutes in the world, if you look at it, which is a pretty complex landscape. Our systems automatically update. So we do a couple of things that I think are key, which is one, the speed automation and record keeping that's required. And we can add to that with the logistics piece as well. You know, we have some unique KPIs, USPs, if you like, uh, around vessel tracking, where we're not relying on just AIS. We can use InMossat and what we call a hybrid tra- tracking technology. So this this is in line with some of the stuff we've seen out of OFAC and the advisory of May 2020 around you know dark ships, uh, STS transfers, and people disabling their their AIS uh, signaling transmitters on board vessels. So all of the above. I think is uh, and supported by the right people as well. You have to have the best in in data providers. We have IHS for the the information that, that they they retrieve from flags about ownership and management, and our alliance partners globally for for, for the data is is Dow Jones. Just thinking inside a, a commodity a commodity trading firm or producer or something, and and they're basically doing the trading or the buying and the selling. And they're, they're going to be using a CTRM or a com- commodity management solution, and that will in, in the end produce the invoices for that transaction. And I suspect, as many do, that at the end of the day, that that invoice will need to not just have the transaction value, but it will need to have and the carbon footprint of this transaction was. Yeah. And you need to do something with that, one, one side or the other. So... I, I imagine that at some point in time, there'll need to be some, some level of integration or interfacing or something w- with the systems that the traders and the logistics people are using to plan and track those voyages, so to speak. I think a lot of that's already done. I mean, in, in, in many institutions, obviously, it depends on how advanced their own internal solutions are, but yeah. we can plug into any case management solution right now, and we do with many of our big users, uh, you know, international banks and so on. And sometimes the collation of that to collateral management and other areas within the institution are, are part of that workflow. But generally, we, we, we see an uptick in, in users taking our APIs rather than our UIs, if you like, our yes, user interfaces. Yes, yes. So we yep. expect that to grow. We as analysts expect to see the ecosystems approach develop strongly, particularly within the cloud, away from the old legacy monolithic system. So use of APIs to basically connect multiple different types of solution to produce a, a more yeah. consistent, scalable, rapid, more rapidly changeable type mm. computing environment. Gary, one of the things that we, we genuinely think, because we work across um, a major, all of our business lines are, are involved in, in maritime or trade in some way, shape, manner or form. We genuinely think that, that, that the first area of traction will be trade finance, um, major mm-hmm. charters, big commodity traders. But we don't see it stopping there. We genuinely, genuinely think we'll see a polluter pays programs that will come in the form of reductions in fees and structures and, and, and costs from flag administrations to ports, giving re- reduced fees and, and, and so on for cleaner vessels, insurance. So I don't think it stops at the trade and trade financing end of the spectrum for owners and operators and charters. I think this comes in in various formats and, and we certainly see that and we're running pilots and proof of concepts now in, in various areas in, in, in that regard as well. Thank you, Simon. I then spoke to one of the other partners in the initiative, Carbon Chain. There I spoke with Adam Hearn, who's CEO and co-founder of CarbonChain.com. I'm Adam Hearn, CEO and co-founder of Carbon Chain. We help companies automate the accounting of their carbon emissions 
large companies need to measure and track their emissions uh, due to incoming climate regulation, financial penalties, and other tax or incentives that are um, in place or coming in the very near future. Banks in Europe have demonstrated that they would give financial incentives to companies simply for measuring their emissions. So this is quite a once-in-a-generational event where we are seeing this focus on sustainability. Carbon Chain basically tracks the emissions for these clients and uh, that's how we got started was giving that visibility to banks and the borrowers, their customers, on what their emissions are and helping them understand if they're a uh, green actor within that ecosystem or not so green or above average or below average in terms of their green credentials. What are you seeing in the energy commodities space in terms of interest in, in what you guys do? We're seeing a lot of companies that are kind of participating in first mover strategies. So I think there's a false start to sustainability initiatives around 13 to 14 years ago. The carbon offsets market was opaque. It didn't have the right governmental support. So there was this earlier wave of sustainability and we're seeing a lot more seriousness now from all different sizes of institutions. And uh, so we're getting customers that might want to be the first mover or carbon neutral X commodity Y and then make sure that they can track it end to end. So that helps them with announcing their sustainability strategy to the market. Um, and it also helps them, I guess, attract new business because customers are being drawn to sustainable operators. And uh, importantly, it comes down to money at the end of the day on a lot of things. And these companies are also getting some financial incentives for tracking their emissions. Yeah. That's what we're noticing in the market. If I might ask, how do what is it you actually provide them? Is it like a carbon footprint calculation or is it broader than that? Is it more of a, a sort of comparison with peers or, or is it all of the above? It's all of the above. So it's a one-stop shop for that. And we measure end-to-end what their trade is from cradle to their downstream customer. And... We can also compare against their peers if they want or against the industry averages or a particular technology type. Sometimes assets are utilizing a technology um, slightly better than others. So we can provide that granularity. And, and how, do you, how do you go about doing a carbon footprint calculation without giving away the trade secrets, of course? Sure. It's very similar to economic modeling. So if anyone had done resource modeling in the past where they're calculating the cost per unit of goods produced, whether it be a ton or landed product to a country, a destination, we do bottoms-up modeling similar to that. So we look at the major inputs to an asset, we model the individual asset, and then we look at what what it costs to produce but instead of financial cost we look at the carbon cost to produce and then we get our asset answer and then that's basically valid for that year we assume that companies improve their carbon footprint over time but we don't look at 
the granularity more than a year unless we get unless there's an event like they've installed a solar array and switched it on and now their their grid mix has changed and we model it at those levels and then we link up those assets in a supply chain so an asset usually has a land freight leg to a port we track that um, then there are port emissions themselves and there's usually a shipping leg involved and delivery on the other side warehousing so we track that end to end so that all of the collaborators or parties in that trade can get visibility of the carbon impact for doing business. You've got involved with Polestar and Visanda. Uh, what's all that about and what's your role in it? So the, the best approach to very good sustainable solutions is to collaborate more broadly than your own business boundaries. And that applies for us directly just as it does our customers when we measure their supply chains and they they want to look broadly so the partnership with Vasanda and Polestar let's start with Polestar one of the leading companies in the world on maritime compliance they're very good at knowing exactly where ships have been and where they are at this immediate moment so when we're calculating a carbon footprint for a vessel the quality and accuracy of our carbon footprint calculation is almost a direct function of the accuracy of the satellite tracking. So Polestar provide that ability to track their vessels to a, um, a level of detail that's ahead of the market. And they, they also do compliance checks and sanctions screening specifically for their customers. So if someone is looking for an ESG solution, the uh, environmental side is covered by carbon chain. The governance side is covered very much by Polestar because of the sanctions and other um, political risks there. And if we add in the Sander, they are trying to look at the broader social impacts with their uh, reporting. And so putting it all together, you get a comprehensive ESG solution without all the complex integrations. It can be one combined offering. And is that offering in use now, or is it something that's yet to emerge? So on the Polestar and Carbon Chain side, we have got customers that are utilizing both platforms and they're getting the carbon information for vessels they're screening. So that um, is quite an exciting evolution for us. Uh, we move very quickly and we would love for other companies to leverage this technology beyond what we've been uh, developing with a few close partners. Uh, so that's something uh, that works and we can expand it. And with Visanda, it's uh, still in a, I guess we would say, pilot stage with a couple of key clients, but the information is flowing and uh, as customers are getting their ESG strategies in place and needing to execute on them, we're seeing the uptake of the combined solution aligned to the ESG execution. Do you see adding other partners or, or is this the complete initiative or do you see adding any other functionality specifically as it might relate to a commodities or energy related producer, merchant, user, that kind of thing? Yep, absolutely. You really have to let a thousand flowers bloom in this space and look at a lot of the other similar companies as partners. So if we were to think of those platforms that might track the provenance of commodity supply chains, there are a few out there, um, maybe just to mention Circular, 
we aren't in discussions at all with them, but if I was just to pick something at random as your question directed, like could you see yourself partnering with them? Mm -hmm. We do enforce our own provenance as we track carbon emissions, but if we had a platform that had already established provenance and meant we didn't need to do it in addition to the carbon calculations, that would be an incredible acceleration for our service offering. And equivalently with other blockchain uh, or distributed ledgers where you're tracking trades, then we could overlay into them quite easily with carbon information. Banks, we're seeing some good traction there where we can help them review what the carbon intensity is of their loans. And other reporting services, we can feed our information into standard reporting requirements like the Carbon Disclosure Project, which we're proud to say we're accredited with, and um, other companies that are helping provide visibility into supply chains. So we, we graft together very well with existing solutions. I think um, it's been an exciting month or so in this arena. If we look at other CTRMs, um, we can partner with the in-house commodities trading risk management platforms. And we've gone through a couple of exercises already to do that. So imagine if you've got value at risk in future, but you could have what is your carbon value at risk and yeah. how much tax could you potentially pay? What does your portfolio actually starting to cost you given that there's legislation, carbon tax, Europe is having a carbon border adjustment. What are your existing trades going to look like in a year from now? We can do those projections for you. So I just want to put out there that we can plug into existing CTRMs and we can turn this very administrative heavily task into just a plug-in to the back end and we can be very ubiquitous and just let people get on with their job and make ESG a bit more manageable and less admin for everyone involved. Thank you, Adam. And finally, I spoke to the other partner in the initiative, Philip Lillifelth of Vasanda. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for having me today. Vasanda has been really busy working on our sustainability risk screening platform. And this is a program that we have uh, gotten involved with since uh, since we last spoke, and we just felt that we were in a in a brilliant position given the technology, it, its malleability, and the way it was designed to to also not only have the supply chain transparency, but use that to our advantage in terms of screening for sustainability. Since our last conversation, we have added a couple of new layers to the technology. So now today we use satellite technology to screen for climate impact risk on the source side of the commodity. For instance, in the agricultural space, we can screen for deforestation, land erosion, the uh, water economics, for instance, pH levels and uh, other soil um, and biodiversity related sort of climate impact data. And what we are doing today is we are also partnering up with companies like Carbon Chain and Paul Star's Purple Track to bring in data that we think would give you a complete picture of your sustainability risk from the supply chain perspective as well as the the source and the the production side so when i when i was talking about the agricultural side of things that's the production and the farming practices and then from there we take all of that information and combine it with say the composition of the of the journey of that commodity and and it's it's supply chain and carbon chain would help us screen for the uh, or carbon score essentially the, the the emissions output for the supply chain in combination with that 
we have our partners at Purple Track giving us the sanction screening for the entire vessel's journey and the, the vessel's uh, the, the history of that journey so that we are also providing our end users the sanction screening, the um, company sanctions and more compliance reporting for their IMO regulatory space. So we combine all of this together to give you what we are now terming as sustainability risk screening. And we we are, our differentiator rather, is that we do this in a near real-time method rather than sort of like scoring or rating the, the suppliers for ESG, for instance. We're, we're not doing any of this. We're not scoring or rating. What we are doing is we're taking empirical raw impact data and combining it in a report. Now, there's a lot of data behind that one pager that we produce. And of course, it's it's great because it's auditable. But for us, it's a it, it's a trade by trade approach. And the composition of our methodology is really based on anything that is scientifically underpinned. So there is no qualitative or three month, six month type data that we are collating together to come up with a score. What we are doing is we're taking raw impact information, combining it and saying, hey, look, this is your sustainability risk. And this is what it looks like. So then if I'm a trader, say buying coffee, does your offering help me with sustainability risk around the transaction or the sustainability risk around the counterparty or, or both? It can be done both ways. If you're a trader and you're sourcing from, say, let's just say, a part of Africa for your coffee, we would screen for the uh, for the source, so we would understand the the production and the grow, growing methodology. Uh, utilize that satellite technology to tell us whether they are uh, using sustainable practices, or you know, for instance, what sort of chemicals they're using in the, in the soil and how they're growing, and what is the method, what is the emissions that are output from that from that production. So we are screening for sustainability from an environmental perspective for for the trader he would be able to also screen for the supply chain and kind of make an assessment of, okay, I could buy coffee from here or I could buy it from this other region. And then comparatively, well, the environmental impact and my carbon emissions are probably lower on this region. Bearing in mind, this is a trade-by-trade transaction and and we do it post-trade and and pre-trade. And so the pre-trade solution is a a screening that will allow you to make a decision. Post-trade is a screening that allows you to compile data about the sustainability of the transactions you have committed to. So there are two two ways to go about this. I think for, for the trader, the pre-screening would be very important and it's uh, intelligent. All we will need is a location for the farm. We you know polygon the the the, the area. We uh, we look at um, in in certain commodities. Of course, you can look for deforestation the uh, allotted area and I look at other metrics that they would specify that would uh, be deemed risky for them. And uh, in terms of the supply chain, you know, the, the route of that journey is just mapped out and we can then use carbon chains, um, extensive and propriety kind of database for all the vessels that go into these types of transactions to provide the carbon emissions app. Anybody using it right now? Yes, we, we are at the moment in... Um, what we call pilot stage with a number of organizations. So we are primarily primarily working in the trade finance space at the moment. So that's post-screening. And we are also piloting with a number of traders. In fact, yeah, biofuels is, a, is a, an interesting one because we, we didn't think that was <laughs> something that we related to immediately 
uh, in, in, in a way. But that proposition was fantastic and we are currently uh, rolling that out. Well, I think, you know, in, in conclusion, um, I suppose uh, the way we, we produce these reports is, as I said, you know, we are compiling these empirical pieces of information and collating from different areas. But also at the same time, we are actively working with certifiers of, set of specific commodities in order to also gain their approval so that you have that additional layer of security, knowing that, OK, this commodity or this transaction looks fairly um, risky or less risky and those are my metrics but also here is a certifier that is well known that is saying yes here's my stamp of approval and logo to say that we we approve of this batch of commodity so as you can see we are trying to cover all angles in terms of sustainability risk but also we want to do this in a way that it is not entirely qualitative, but also, you know, we we want to look at the empirical part of this uh, information gathering process for sustainable risk. And at the same time, we want to get as many validations as possible to ensure that what we are doing is certified and it is recognised globally. And that's all for this episode of CTRM Radio, kindly sponsored by Enuit, an award-winning provider of CTRM and commodity management solutions worldwide. On behalf of Commodity Technology Advisory, LLC, and CTRMcenter.com, I'd like to thank our guests today and also to thank you for listening. Please do like and share this podcast if you felt its content was useful. Goodbye. listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at ComTechAdvisory.com and much more news, views, research, and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Basie and their guests today, and we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio. 